This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. I've got a really good hack to give you in a minute, by the way. First of all, hello. And thank you for listening and welcome to the Your Harrogate podcast with me, Nick Hancock, on Thursday the 26th of November. And we are sponsored here by Hacks and from Hacks to my hack. I don't know if you know this, maybe everybody knows this and I'm just the last person to know. Very delimitary. But you can park for free in the council car parks at the moment. You maybe already knew that. I didn't know that. So I got to park in the multi-storey in town and it didn't cost me anything yesterday. And I was told about it by a parking warden, a lovely parking warden in Harrogate. said, oh, don't, don't pay. Go and park for free. So I just thought I'd share. Uh, another bit of good news. Have you heard the Countdown to Santa song? The legendary Countdown to Santa song is going to be available as a daily podcast from the 1st of December. Thanks to Rudd Farlington Farm, and that went out on social media. That went off yesterday. I tell you, somebody else who knows all about social media is today's special guest on the podcast. We've got Sharon Canavar from Harrogate International Festivals, and there's something lovely for kids going on actually at the festival's office, which is all lit up and looks amazing on Cheltenham Parade. So we're going to hear about that in a minute or two. And a little plug for our Friday, Black Friday podcast tomorrow. We're going to be telling you all about the drive-in Christmas movies coming to Ripley, which includes, just before Christmas, Love Actually, Elf and Die Hard. So you'll hear all about that on tomorrow's podcast with a special interview which I'm recording today at Ripley. You will hear that tomorrow. But let's crack on with the show with today's guest, Sharon Canada. Good morning, Sharon. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. I took your recommendation, actually, and we did the Saturday, five o'clock, walk around Harrogate Town Centre looking at the Christmas lights. Oh, that's so good. And there's more going up all the time. I've just walked through town, actually, and there's some that have popped up between the back of Marks and Spencers um, and Boots, just, you know, in that beautiful alleyway. And there's more, I know there's more coming, too. So lots. it's worth keeping, you know, I've just walked past a family with, a, a you know, a couple of coffees and walking the dog through town. Just a really nice way to spend an hour having a little poot around and see what the lights look like. Lots of people were doing it as well. Lots of people were, were sort of, you know, out with, with the kids, cenotaphs. Because there's nothing else to do, Nick. There's <laughs> nothing else to do. And, and then the other thing was, I thought, oh, well, this is lovely. The Yorkshire Hotel, the, the emergency lights were flashing on and off. And, and I thought, well, that's a nice thing. Then I've realised it's actually the fire alarm that was going off. Because <laughs> Simon Cotton's not been in the media for 24 hours. Someone was having an emergency somewhere. <laughs> I did. I did mention. I did mention that. I thought. I thought. Now, has that, should I text Simon and tell him that the uh, alarm's going off, or, or is that on purpose? I couldn't. I couldn't quite tell. But no, it's nice. It's nice. It's a really. It's a really nice. I think. I think if you're at home, that sort of four or five o'clock time, that can be a bit of a long time till you get through to Strictly and all that sort of thing. So actually. Yeah. It's um it's quite a nice time to be out and about in town to be honest. 
Exactly. And it, what's really nice is everyone's taking care about one, you know, one another. And, you know, the shops are going to be open, you know, hopefully in a couple of weeks now or next week. I don't know where I am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so things will be busy. So to go out and just enjoy it as a family and take it all in, this is exactly the right time to do it over this weekend, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got some bits for us to look out for here, there and everywhere. Exactly. Um, Salon North, uh, which is sponsored by Berwins, are, it's a fantastic event that we sort of say is a night out for the post-clubbing generation. I don't know if I count for that or not, but they're kind of TED Talks that teach you about the world around you, uh, teach you something about yourself. I've learned everything from kind of Mongolian throat singing to, you know, how to hypnotize someone. A whole, And they're just experts in their field who condense down their life's work and knowledge into 20, 25 minutes. Um, which you, you know normally you'd enjoy over a glass of wine down at the Crown Hotel, but obviously it's digital at the moment. And if you just want to get a flavour of what it's all about, we've got some on the HIF player. So we've got um, Adam Rutherford, How to Argue with a Racist, Claudia Hammond, who talks about rest and why it matters and why it's important. Um, right st through to stuff that's relevant for right now. So seven rules for a healthy life online, particularly during lockdown. So there's some of the things that you can uh, have a listen to on HIF Player. But we've got a new Salon North about to go live um, with Margaret Hethman. She's talking about how to map the future, about how you can look back in history to see what that might teach us about going forward for the next decade. Um, Dr. Andrew Jenkinson, which I'm really looking forward to, is talking about why we eat too much, which is basically me because I ate about 15, 12 last week in the office. <laughs> I was only here for two days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and he's uh, one of Britain's top weight loss surgeons. He's treated thousands of people who've been trapped in that endless cycle of dieting, eating, you know, why did he get to a point and then fall off the wagon again? And I'm totally symptomatic of that. So I'm really interested in hearing that. And then Professor Danny Dorling is talking about slow down. How do we make the most of this slow down before it all starts to game again towards Easter? How do we retrain our brain to look at some of the benefits and positives around that? Because I know there's lots of people, myself included, who are feeling that frustration of the unknown and what's going to happen. Um, so there's just some kind of, I guess, lifestyle tips and tricks. And some of this sounds a little bit worthy, but I can promise you they're entertaining and fun and a really new spin. So you, it might sound a bit kind of like academia, I suppose. But these guys, they totally know how to condense their subject matter into a fun, easy way. And you come out with, if nothing else, you come out of it with kind of brilliant pub quiz facts or dinner party conversation, or you learn something about yourself and the world around you. But we're really excited about Salon North and about, and particular thanks to Berwins who've come back on board to sponsor us for that. And how does it all work then? So, so if I'm just watching, because actually there's something, there is something really good about if you can watch all this stuff like on your phone now, yep. you know, you can watch this, you know, when you're in the bath or when you're just having sort of, you know, when you're just having sort of 20 minutes to yourself or, or, or before you go to bed or whatever. So actually it's a different kind of thing, this isn't it, I suppose, but it's very, it is quite, it is quite inspiring some of the, the things that you hear people talk about. So when, when you go on to the hip player, you can just watch and it's, you'll just see somebody speaking a bit like if you were watching on TV almost. You can, or you can listen to it as a podcast. There's lots of ways that you can access it. There's loads of people who said, oh, it's perfect for my dog walk. And they put it on in the morning mm. and listen to it as, 
And I think podcasts have really become um, incredibly popular over lockdown because, you know, people are bored of Zoom. They don't want to sit in front of another screen. Everyone's watched everything to death on Netflix. Um, so this is a really good way if you're going to get out and about in the, at the house or if you're just doing, you know, a bit hoovering at home, you've got it on in the background. And, you know, it's, it's a great way and a free way to, you know, download and digest some content and maybe free your brain up from some of the worries that are going round and round in people's heads at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good. And um, some letters to Santa as well, which is getting Oh, quite I'm so excited about this, Nick. The <laughs> child in me is just off the scale. So uh, the festival are working with Harrogate Bid um, to do a pop-up North Pole Post Office Harrogate branch. So yeah. a very special branch in Harrogate, no less. And um, from this weekend, you'll be able to post your letter to Santa um, just in front of the Harrogate Festival office, there's a beautiful post box that's going to be uh, arriving here from the North Pole just before the weekend. Um, and Santa has promised that he'll be writing back to people as well. So lots of pretty lights. If you want pictures of your kids, if you've not been able to go and see Santa, I'd probably say this is the next best thing that you can do. Um, and just pop a letter in the post box and see what you might get back. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Santa's been isolating, shielding, because because I've seen I've not seen one sighting of Santa yet this year. Well, he's of a certain age and girth, isn't mm. he? So he's all the risk factors that Boris talks about. Yeah, yeah. but has he not had the elves making vaccines? <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton has been making the vaccines. Good on her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's so going back to Santa, he will be out and about on Christmas Eve. You might not be able to see him in person, but if you're out with the kids and again you've gone for a little walk around, look at the lights, make sure you've got your letters ready and um the North Pole Post Office here on Cheltenham Parade will be ready to accept your letters. That is absolutely fantastic. What on earth what on earth are Tesco playing at running that advert saying there's no naughty list? Have you seen that? The Tesco ad. I've not seen the, that. The Tesco ad on TV all about how there's no naughty list this what? year. What? I'm a guarantee on the naughty list nearly every single year. What do you mean there's no naughty list? It's, that's my only parenting method for October, November and December. How do you control your children? Surely that's the way to go. No, well, I, I've told them it's a lie. <laughs> do you do Elf on the Shelf with your kids? No, I haven't done that before. I, 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 do, I do remember, I do remember... This was a really daft thing to this here's a never never pretend you know about anything when you don't but i remember i remember trying to talk about it on the radio one day but but saying something that, that gave something away about it and oh the complaints always always on always on on i mean i used to get a lot of complaints all year round but mostly the week before christmas you always got the most complaints bizarrely just before, in fact, I do remember one of, one of one of my favorite ever emails I got, somebody wrote to me on about the 23rd of December, just to write and tell, let me know all the things I'd done that had hacked them off that year. <laughs> I've got a folder in my emails, which is the kind of the rage folder of people who send yeah. me really aggressive, abusive messages. You notice it um, in the shops, don't you? The Christmas spirit, the closer you get to Christmas, maybe it'll be different this year, but like the closer you get to Christmas, the more the Christmas spirit seems to disappear. 
I, I think some of it's to do with it'd be interesting see, I always used to think it was because people sort of had that week off before Christmas usually so a little bit more time didn't quite know how to fill it and obviously we've got quite used to and well used to filling all this spare time now but I do think coming out of this lockdown and with the shops open I think December's going to be carnage I mean we were just talking what tier do you think we're going to go into mm, yeah I know it's um everybody's it, everybody's just having a little guess aren't they at that really everybody's everybody's having a guess and and um <laughs> it's funny it's funny because speaking speaking as we were earlier of somebody who makes a lot of appearances on on uh, on the news uh saying that you know you, you get asked you get asked by the local news yeah you know, you'd get asked different versions <laughs> what's your what's your reaction for tier one great tier two tier three oh no <laughs> You're not doing i know well. i know it's just you know it, hopefully good... people come out of it and will come out of it safely mm. and i think there's there's a lot of good news. I watched news at 10 and I think uh, last night and I think it's probably the most uh, positive yes. news that I've heard. And even the, you know, the, the scientists were sounding positive. The news, you know, it was, so, and, it, and it's a long way off, but it was a tiny chink of light. I think we've all been waiting for, for the new year. It's very interesting. I think that Tom, Tom Bradby and on the news at 10 and they did this all of last week as well when they're, when they're, I, I just wonder if it, if it's actually, if it's proving to be quite popular, the fact that they're leading with, with good news. And I just, and I also, I do wonder as well, whether there just comes a point of saturation because coronavirus is such a good story for, for news programs because of like the daily death toll rising. It's like a continuous story and everybody's very fearful of it. But you just wonder if people reach a point where actually the news programs perform better when they now lead with positive. That would be a thing, wouldn't it? It'd be really interesting to see when we look back on this about, you know, not necessarily scaremongering, but, you know, bad news sells. It always has done. So and people love a graph and, you know, especially if they're not directly affected necessarily. But it's that whole thing. But I think people just for people's wellness and well-being at the moment, I think there's yeah. there needs to be some good news within there. It's not going to be the, you know that everything's going to be all right when we wake up the next morning. But actually, guys, it's going to be all right. The end's in sight, you know? I think, I think the media do play a massive part in how people end up feeling about it because because the media, I mean, it, they, they've chosen around the world, I suppose, to report, you know, these daily death numbers. Yeah. And when would when would the media ever do that about anything else? You know, they would they don't do it with like you know road accidents or. or I, was, yeah, I, I was wondering if they ever did it in war. Did they report? Because you imagine the um, impact it would have on kind of the positivity mm -hmm. and um, you know and that kind of national. Uh, if you if they did that, and I don't think they well you know certainly not in my time those kind of figures and you know if you think Second World War not to part but necessarily what sort of that would have on the mood of a nation going forward but again it's the, the, the figures are coming out but how does that, what I'm missing now I'm thinking well that's fine but how does that compare to a normal year at this time of year you know on the, over the last five years how does this compare and that's by no way kind of decrying or devaluing the impact that coronavirus has had certainly on the death toll and illness but equally I'd like some comparison figures and some benchmarking so you can start to understand it a little bit more particularly if we are going to be you know opening up again next month and it's quite an important point you're absolutely right that because when they talk about hospitals are going to be are going to be full I mean quite a lot of the time our hospitals are often very nearly full aren't they you know yeah. they're often at 80 90 percent capacity so it's the way the way the story is reported 
Um, and there's quite a lot of stuff as well about about um, how the, sort of the news reports now will be very much led by you know the leaks and and the sort of the whispers that that sort of the, the, the political reporters like Laura Kuhnsberg and Robert Peston, they have so much power because they're choosing which bit of the story to tell, really. Absolutely. I'll have to say that's one of the things that has driven me nuts, particularly over the last three or four weeks um, as we went into this lockdown, as we came out. I don't want my news to be brought to me if there's, go- if there's going to be an announcement from government on, you know, on Tuesday at four o'clock. I don't want to read it on Saturday at 10.30 because there's been a leak with a particular journalist. Either leak it to everybody so everybody's got it and it's fair, or you keep your gob shut <laughs> and it gets so the nation hears it from, you know, the horse's mouth, as it were, on the, at the appointed time. Yeah. It just seems in such a, um, when people are in such a vulnerable state and, you know, businesses are at risk and people don't know what to do and, and everyone's feeling a bit precarious. It, we've got to have that leadership and it's got to come from the top rather than this, it, it, you know, and if you think about all the people that don't have Twitter and aren't, you know, not falling asleep and browsing it in bed, all the unhealthy things you're not supposed to do, you know, they, when are they getting their news? When do they wake up to hear what's going on? So it just seems totally bonkers. I think I think it's all part of what's caused the stress of, of, of the, you know, the last couple of months though, because the way, the way everybody's talking the last day or two of, oh, well, I've heard this, I've heard that, the way things are reported, yeah. um, and then particularly on, on Twitter and then, and then, whether whether they lead the bulletins, that, that's why I thought it was really interesting on the news bulletin, um, the Tom Bradby one on News at Ten, where they led the Prime Minister's been on TV, which is a big deal, but they led and did at least uh, probably about five to ten minutes on on the vaccine before they even went on to to Boris Johnson. Yeah, exactly the same on the BBC as well. That's what we. But again, it's interesting that the positivity was, and actually, it made you know it was a feel good and. Like I say, it, it, one hopes that we're not, you know, I saw there was a World Health Organization thing about, you know, third peak, whatever. Um, and actually you just think, no, by Easter, let's really stick with this. And hopefully with some good weather and the right medical and, you know, kudos to the scientists who must have worked their socks off, working in collaboration, working, you know, against the clock, against something that's so unknown. And I think it's, you know, it's an absolute tribute to them, to the work that they've done. They must be absolutely exhausted, but, you know, fantastic news absolutely and and um, the, the the final thing on christmas is you know for people like me who are lazy you've got the perfect get out for everything this year haven't you you know is it, oh sorry i didn't send you a card now i'm not going to get you a present it's just <laughs> covid covid christmas in fact one of my friends had even been on my whatsapp group saying um Oh, I, I'm a bit worried. I'm now going to have to see my family at Christmas. <laughs> it's got, I got a, a, a mum of two in one of my WhatsApp groups who was saying, "Well, I've already bought burgers for us." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's the thing. Everyone was traumatised about having to smuggle granny in, and now it's like you get both sets of in-laws around. Can you imagine the trauma? Oh dear. Yeah. Well, well, we'll save that one for another day. Thank you so much for your time, Sharon. Enjoyed all of that and um, the. Uh, what was Pleasure. Look, we talked about science too. How grown up are we? I know, I know. Very good. I don't understand it, but it's still, it was well worth it. It was well worth a thumbs up to the scientists. Yeah, exactly. 
Thank you, Sharon. I think we just about covered everything in the world going on there. So all good. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Hacks. And we will be back with a Fry Yay, a Black Fry Yay podcast tomorrow. And it's all about Christmas driving movies coming to Ripley this December with your Harrogate. In the meantime, have a lovely, lovely day. I'll see you tomorrow.